Hashtag for Kyle. Um, for Nino. For, for Nino, there you go. For Nino. Um, prayers up. How about uh, Nino Strong? Nino Strong. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the Large Guys podcast, the best show not on television. And I'm your host, Joseph Kirai. And we are joined by three special guests. This is not the three other people that usually join us. Um, If you're watching on video and you're like, who are these? Like, that's these aren't the people that are usually on the show. No, these are three totally different people. One thing that I am very happy about is to record an episode with all Houston natives. Um, We don't get that very often. But to have a couple homies from from where I'm from, um, from the greatest city in the world, um, it's it's an honor. It's always a privilege. So uh, I'm just going to introduce all three of our guests. We're going to start with, um, at least from what I'm seeing, we're going to start from the top left. So we'll start with Robin. Robin, how are you doing? Can you just please um, introduce yourself, let people know who you are. And also, uh, since we're talking about like um, creative spaces, just let the people know. Um, what type of creative spaces that you're currently in? Um, hi, my name is Robin Twazon. I am, well, we're all based in Houston or from Houston. <laughs> um, so I do mostly photography, I guess you could say. Um, that's what I do as a second job or on the side for fun, um, for work and for just my own creative work as well. Um, Currently, I'm more focused in live music photography, so I do a lot of concerts um, for different different publications here in Houston. Uh, I uh, freelance and contract with Houston Press, and I also do um, work for a couple other blogs for friends uh, where I'm either doing just photography or a combination of uh, concert, uh, concert reviews as well, so I also um, and trying to uh, do better at uh, writing and contributing in that way as well. Um, and that's been really fun. So sometimes I write uh, concert reviews as well. But, and then um, I'm also part of, I guess, the, the vintage scene, vintage apparel, vintage clothing within Houston and also just in, um, I guess, the US. Um, I've been fortunate enough to make a lot of friends through the vintage community and um, that's been really fun and exciting and proven to bring a lot of uh, really fun opportunities because within vintage everyone's always trying to show their clothes like I'm wearing a like a vintage Southwest Airlines like crew neck right now and um, people always want fit pics and always looking for photographers and trying to make um, fun uh, things regarding the clothing that they buy or sell or trade so uh, I've been able to uh, collaborate and work with vintage stores, vintage flea markets, um, and just people who really enjoy the, the clothes as much as I do. So I do a little bit of that as well. Awesome. All right, thank you, Robin. And we're gonna go next to, at least for me, the bottom left, we'll go to Chu. So Chu, would you like to introduce yourself to everybody? Hey, uh, my name is Brian, I also go by Chu. I don't have too much to say. I take photos, I write um, every day. Um, at times, these uh, writings and these 
photos, they turn into uh, something that I'm able to uh, materialize and share um, with others. And um, yeah, just uh, doing my best to enjoy this life, enjoy this life, enjoy the people around me, enjoy my experience, experiences, um, document those things and um, share them with whoever is willing to read or listen. Awesome. All right. And last but not least, we'll go to person in the bottom right for me, JJ. JJ, would you like to introduce yourself? Oh, I think you're muted. <laughs> of course I am. Of course I am. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. That was so good. <laughs> of course it was. Well, uh, I'm JJ. Uh, for having me and everyone else on it's cool to be here this is my first podcast ever so tight um but yeah so i'm jj uh, originally from houston i am out in la now i've been here for about like five six months i am currently a mobile video journalist at uh, abc7 which is the abc station here um and basically i work in news uh i've been in tv for about a little more than 10 years now and on a day-to-day basis, I'm literally, I get assigned a story, I go out and um, I'm either, inter- actually I'm doing, I'm doing a lot of it. I'm, I'm, I'm interviewing the subjects, asking them, you know, well, what, what's happening? I shoot it, I get the footage. Once I'm done with that, mo- more than half the time, I'm editing my own content as well. And it airs, if not the same day, the next day. And it's like a continuous like news cycle. So by shorter uh, description, I'm a journalist. Um, but also, when I'm not doing that nine to five, my five to nine, uh, I'm a DJ as well uh, under the name DJ Squared. Um, and I'm just blessed and fortunate enough to do two things that uh, that's in the creative space. And, you know, I enjoy it as a career and hobby and I get paid to do it. All right. Well, thank you so much. And we're going to stick with you, JJ, just because you've already kind of shed a little bit of light. But the first question I want to talk to you guys about is just what, like, generally is your creative process like? And so you you mentioned that, at least for work, you are usually assigned a story. Do you ever, do they ever, like, give you more freedom on what stories you can do? Or basically, it's whatever they give you? Oh, for sure. Um, I'm fortunate enough in my last job and in this job that uh, I'm able to pitch and have kind of freedom of what I'd like to cover, but working in news, I mean, there's stuff happening every day. So I think like the day-to-day stuff, that's just like my assignment. Like, so for example, today, my, when I woke, like my, my day is I wake up, my hours are eight to four thirty, around eight to nine o'clock in the morning. I'm waiting for a call from my assignment manager and literally they'll call me anywhere in the hour and they're like, hey, uh, this is your story today. We're going to send you some info, like details. And then I go to the address and I just show up. Um, but that's like, you know, that's like day-to-day stuff. Maybe obviously not even like passion projects, but when I, an opportunity arises where there's something that I really like, um, yeah, I've just, I'm fortunate enough that I've been able to pitch it. So a story that I'm working on right now is uh, the Super Bowl is coming here to L.A., there is a person I worked with when I was in Houston who uh, helped create or helped plan the big Super Bowl parties. And in Houston at the time was the Rolling Stones party. So uh, I've kept in contact with this guy for a couple of years. 
And when I found out that the Super Bowl wasn't going to be in LA, and I found that out literally like a couple months ago, even before moving here, I reached out to him because I knew he's based out here. And I was like, hey, you know, there's any uh, anything that you have going on with uh, Super Bowl this week, uh, this year, like, let me know. And we got on a call. And basically what they're doing is he's rep- his company is representing uh, who is it? That's uh, a Sports Illustrated, the Sports Illustrated party. So his company's planning it. And I'm going to do a story on uh, one part being what it takes to put on these like, you know, big million dollar ish type parties, you know, uh, like Super Bowl. And second, they're the house that they're having it at is in the hills, Beverly Hills. And it's a well known house. It's called the Goldstein House. And I think every celebrity or every athlete or every major party has been in this house. And it's literally just this business owner who owns a house. He rents out this house for, you know, whatever events. So it's got a little like LA historical charm. So that's going to be like my other angle. Um, so to answer, to, to, to round it all about, I mean, I do have the freedom uh, to pitch whatever stories I like, especially if I'm like passionate about it. Uh, but I also do have those like day-to-day stories that, you know, I, it, it's work, you know, it's still work at the end of the day. And do you like work with a team when it comes to like the production and the editing or is it mainly on you? Yeah. So I'm like a one man band pretty much. Um, and I mean, I, I am part of a team, but day to day, I'm pretty much like I'm on my own. Uh, there'll be some days where I'm actually paired up with a reporter. If a reporter needs my help on shooting something, which is actually what I'm actually used to. I'm not so used to being a one man band the entire time. Uh, but I'm capable of doing so. But like today, I was working with a reporter today. So um, I, I, with that said, even though I do a lot of my own content by myself, I am part of a team. I report to my boss and, you know, I'm able to pick my teammates' brains or my coworkers' brains, whatever, like if, if I need to. Gotcha. All right, cool. Um, I'm going to send it over to Robin. Same question, I guess, for you. Um, and I think Chu and Robin have maybe are in a little bit more um, similar field since they both um, have photography as part of their backgrounds. Um, but for you, especially now that you're in the space of like shooting live music shows, um, different concerts, like what's kind of your creative process uh, when it comes to, you know, the space that you're in now? I don't know if I really think about it too much other than, cause it's such a, it's such a, I guess, I feel like such a, a niche, like, area because it's there's so much you can't control in in live music photography like you you literally have on for the most part if unless you're a, a tour photographer where you have like full access then when you shoot for a publication or for yourself you're so limited sometimes in what you can do and and you can't it's not like you can tell the artist to hey like stop I didn't get that shot like you know or control lighting right. and you really have to 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 be um, learn how to adapt really in a really fast paced environment of just trying to get your shot without getting in the way and kind of being hidden as well and not to ruin the experience for the um, the fans the audience and just you know the artists as well so a lot of the creative process actually comes in the post edit and just uh, editing your photos so I think that's something I'm, I'm still trying to get better at and whether it's like Lightroom or Photoshop and just 
different apps and just trying to be better about um, learning things and how to just make um, cool edits and, and make it fun. Um, but in regard to like my own stuff, I guess, I feel like it, it kind of depends on my mood or what's happening in my life because, because this isn't something that I do full time. I kind of lean towards create creative things or creativity when I'm like stressed with like my full-time job, I guess, or um, when I just see things that, I don't know, I just, if I'm out and I'm with the right people or by myself, I don't know, just things kind of come to me when I'm drive. Um, and I just kind of make a note of it um, either in my phone or on paper and just like kind of revisit it later. Or sometimes I notice things maybe that um, like I see and I just like, oh, this would be cool if I try that. And it, it's never, I feel like it's never really formal, I guess. Like sometimes I seek it out and sometimes it just kind of comes and I just kind of roll with it. And I feel like if there's time for it, if it's meant to be, it kind of happens. But if I'm trying too hard to make it happen, then it probably wasn't meant to like, be carried out or at least not then or ever because there's definitely things that I've had ideas about that till this day that I still keep in my phone that I had ideas like maybe years ago and I just still haven't been able to pull off and so sometimes you don't feel the same about those things or a different idea comes and um uh I just kind of go with what's happening around me and I guess um but lately I feel like I do something creative as of lately um, like in 2021 or this year, um, more as a, as a source of just like joy for me and just to keep me sane, to keep me balanced and just to remember to like, not just work hard for, for like bills and responsibilities, but to really like kind of what you said too, is just enjoy my life. And a lot of that too is like, I, like he said, I believe in, I, I've always taken pictures even just on my phone and like even on film when I was in, in high school. So um I just want to remember all the fun things that I'm doing now and like have proof of it, you know, and so and to look back on. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It just kind of feels like uh, it doesn't really feel like work as much as it's just me doing something that's just natural to me, I guess, and just having fun with it and just seeing where it takes me. I don't know if that answers the yeah. question. <laughs> no, that was really good. Yeah. Um, thank you for that. And then um, we'll also bring basically the same question to true, but I also wanted to kind of add something more to it. And like, well, when it comes to like your surroundings or just where you are, because I know you mentioned um, in your intro that, you know, you, you take photos and you write things and sometimes it materializes to things that you share with people. Um, how do you kind of like, cause I assume there are things that you have maybe decided, I'm just going to keep that for myself. And then there are other times where you're able to decide like, okay, I'm ready to share this with other people. So like in terms of like that process, how do you, I guess, decipher like if something you've created um, is just best kept for yourself and or if it's something that needs to be shared with other people? Um, great question. I feel like, like that's like the dilemma for any. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. Any artist, you know, mm-hmm. um, it even took me a while to just be able to to recognize myself as being an artist. But um you know, the, the desire to um, hold all of these uh, experiences, all of the vulnerabilities, all of the, the, the you that 
is required in, you know, crafting or making whatever it is you've made, um, while equally having the desire to, uh, to share and connect with others through um, that piece or through um, whatever it is you've designed or put together. And so um, I, I, I think I'll, I'll attempt to answer both questions at once. Um, I don't really have um, a process per se when I'm actually making um, the actual um, compositions or the photos or the things that I'm, um, like I said, I, it just happens every day. It's what I, what I love to do. It just happens naturally. And um, I think where the process might come in is where I attempt to organize these things into something that, that people can receive. You know, because I just can't throw it out there and be like, you know, do with it what you will. You know what I'm saying? It has to be uh, presented in a way that hopefully people can um, uh, best palette or, or, or connect with. And so um, I think that that's what uh, determines what I share and what I don't share, right? It's like, do I have an avenue or do I have a vehicle or do I have a means of driving this home or connecting with others? And if not, that's okay. It doesn't make the photo or the composition or the idea or the effort less any less valuable. Um, it just means that um, maybe it's not time for that thing to you know to uh, reach others or connect with others, or maybe it just needs to stand next to another thing, or maybe I haven't figured out the the uh, platform or the uh, uh, um, the way I'm supposed to share or distribute that. So. Um, yeah, I would say that there's no real um, process outside of when I, you know, for real, like decide, okay, this is what um, I'm gonna take this work. This is how I'm gonna organize these things into uh, into a way that makes sense <laughs> to not just me, but others. Um, and so uh, that's when I, I put in the hours. That's when um, the nitty gritty happens. That's when it becomes uh, less play and more work, you know? And so, uh, yeah, and that's how I decide whether or not I'm going to share it or not, is if I have something that I could, you know, help make sense of what uh, my mind or what my life is at the moment, you know. For sure. Yeah, and I'm going to keep it with you um, with another topic or another question to keep this conversation going. But do you feel like, is there like a certain setting that you need to be in? Um, does it need to be like really quiet? You got to have like music on, like when you're going through like, or just even trying to get inspiration even before you even like pick up a camera or anything. Like, do you have to be like outside for a long time, like in nature? Um, something I was talking about before we started recording, like does, you know, being in a certain city or like, you know, like, you know, since, you know, you live in Houston, like does, do you kind of like feed off of kind of the energy of your own city or like wherever your surrounding is? Um, if you know me, I'm, I'm largely, I'm largely uh, indoors. I'm largely introverted, right? And so, even when I be out, I'm real selective about, you know, where I'm, who I'm with, or how long I'm there, or like what's going on around me. Um, I, I appreciate and I enjoy intimacy. Uh, I try to uh, carry that with. It's um, so like me and you, or anyone on this panel. I mean, we could go out and chill and kick it, and it'll still be it'll still feel like one of our apartments or it'll still feel like one of our spaces, right? Because you carry that with you where you go. And so um, I think that if there's anything that I, I uh, 
feed off of or if there's anyone I feed off of. It's it's just the people I'm around, you know, the people I spend time with, the people they're, they're the subject of the photos. Um, they inspire the conversations that then turn into the compositions and the writings. And so um, yeah, there's not, there's not really much that we need. And that's kind of always been um, the theme around uh, my peer circles or my friend groups. Um, it's not really much that we need to, to get shit popping, you know. Uh, I don't know if, can we cuss? Yeah, yeah, sure, you can say whatever you want. No problem, no problem. We don't really need too much to have a good time, uh, you know, you know, just, just feel the way we, we know or the way we want to feel. Um, and so that's kind of just all the energy that's necessary. The conversations, they're going to happen, the moments, the, 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 the laughter, all of that. And then I have the candidates, you know, then I have the, the, the topics or the, the writings, even the, the podcast that I did for a, a good while. Um, those were just uh, created off of me having dinner and drinks with friends. And then I'm going to be like, yo, like, uh, or I'd be like, yo, I'm going to record. I'm gonna click the record button if that's cool with you and they'd be cool with that. And that's that was literally the whole podcast. You know, sometimes we'd have conversations and I wouldn't record or there wouldn't be, you know, me grabbing a mic or me grabbing a laptop. And sometimes people would be cool enough to just, you know, all right, hold on a second, let me get my my shit together and then they let me record and that become a podcast episode, you know. So um it's just life, you know, it's just life and being grateful for who who I have around me and, and and what I have going on and just being able to document that. Definitely. I think uh, for me as well, like the people that um, I think, like I said earlier, I think just before we start recording, like um, part of the reason why this podcast even exists is just because like, for me, I feel like I work well up better um, or I work better off people being able to bounce off people and feed off their energy and so like for me like i i've never recorded anything on my own it's something that like maybe like one day i think about like might want to try out just see what it's like but especially with it being like a video thing i just feel weird just like talking to myself um but definitely being able to like have other people as points of reference and to be able to just have like organic conversations i think is a, a great way to find inspiration um and i think i can definitely relate to you um, in, in that sense. I'm going to bring it to JJ, same question. Um, and I think you have a very unique or a, maybe a more unique um, situation that we have because you've also worked, I think, in three different cities now. Um, and so, you know, just, just being in different cities um, kind of change your, your creative process or like how you get inspired or like what, like what parts of your environment do you think um, contributes most to, you know, your art? And this, that also goes um, for like even um, DJing too. Yeah, I, I, I think city may have, it shouldn't. Uh, I don't think it, it, it should dictate your creativity. But I mean, in my experience, I have to say, like, I'd be a liar if I said it didn't. Um, I had a brief stint uh, with my um, full-time career uh, working in radio sales in Jacksonville, Florida, didn't necessarily want to end up in Jacksonville, Florida, but it was, uh, you know, it was an opportunity. So I, I took it. Um, but I can tell you that, I mean, it, it was, it was a combination of things. Um, so obviously I think that that contributed to the lack of creativity for sure of, of anything that I did, but I mean, it was like, I just didn't, I didn't enjoy the job that I was in. Um, so it's also hard to do a job, 
especially if you don't already like what you're doing, you know? Um, so that contributed to it. I also felt lonely because I was in a city that I didn't know anybody. Um, and um, I, I, I think I, another thing that contributed was uh, living in Florida or Northern Florida, I should say, coming from a city like Houston, where it is diverse, where you see so many faces and shapes and whatever. I mean, in, in Jacksonville, Florida, it was always me being one of the very few Asians there. Um, and then I, hopefully it's maybe changed by now, but when I was there, this was in 2015. I mean, it was either black or white, maybe sprinkles of everything else in between, but it's like, it's either, you know, black or white. So, um, you know, like I said, coming from a city like Houston, uh, I felt out of place immediately wherever I went. So whether it was at work or even when it was just the, the gigs that I was DJing, the gigs that I was able to DJ out there. Um, yeah, it's just uh, sadly those things can contribute to, you know, how creative you can be or how it can damage your creativity. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think other than that, I mean, I kind of like what everyone was saying was obviously the people around you, whether it's like your family, your friends, or just people that you talk to encounter every day. Uh, I think that all is always going to give you some sort of level of, of inspiration or creativity. Um, I mean, in my job, just interviewing people day to day about whatever story uh, you know, I've, I've covered it's it, it, the days where I, unintentionally meet somebody and then you you walk away with either a lesson or even a friend you know just like you walk away with something and I think those are the you know those those, those are the kind of moments that really show like what really you know inspires you to make something or to create something right definitely all right if we if we if we like ask each other questions. I just had something yeah. like what he was saying. Like you say sure. Jacksonville, I think we've all had like a season or like a city to where it's like, okay, I wouldn't prefer this. But then maybe in like retrospect, you'd be like, okay, I see why um, that was necessary. Or I'm able to see the value in my time there. So like in reference to Jacksonville, do you feel like there was something that you might've made or something that you might've done or someone you might've met or, or acquired within yourself that like, now makes sense in retrospect for sure and it's funny because i feel like we've even had a conversation similar to this like you know in recent memory but for sure i mean like um that was a little background about my time like so you know i've always worked in television i've always wanted to work in tv um leading up to this opportunity in jacksonville leading up to graduation i had taken an entirely different route from creating content to sales. Um, and it takes a different kind of creativity to thrive in that as well. And also like a specific personality to sell. Um, but a lot of people were telling me at my internship back in Houston at the TV station was like, you'd be really good at sales. Like you should consider it. There's a lot of money to make, blah, blah, blah. So people seeing something in me at the time was like, well, I know I've always wanted to create content. I've always known I want to be a video producer, but people are telling me that I would be good at this. So that was my chance for me to like, all right, let's just 
let's let let's take a take a stab at it, right? And then obviously, like I was saying earlier, I ended up being in a job I didn't really care about. Um, you know, I I got sad, depressed, whatever. Wasn't thriving as much as I wanted to be. Uh, you know, fast forward uh, six, seven years later, what it's taught me is that then I thought I wasn't, I didn't know if I was ever going to go back to creating content or getting back into television. But, you know, you fast forward how many years later, I'm exactly where I need to be. So that's literally the, the, the lesson that I've learned. I mean, and then especially speaking volumes to where I'm currently at now, working in television, um, I've always wanted to work in LA. I just, it was either LA or New York, but LA more for me because new, I mean, I'm originally born in New York. I'm from New York. I understand the hustle out there. It's different. So LA was always like more attractive to me, especially since like, you know, LA's Hollywood. Um, so even before college, even before Jacksonville, when I knew I was working on TV, I knew I always wanted to be there. Um, so the Jacksonville thing happened and then I got laid off. I had to come home. I considered doing a TV job out there, but I was like, uh, why, why would I work in a smaller market if I've already had experience in a bigger market? Might as well just go back home and figure it out. So I went back home and that's, you know, when I told myself, I'm going to get back into TV and by some way, somehow I'm going to end up in California. So, you know, it's 20, I literally got here in October or September of 21. It's 22 now, like literally looking back on those Jacksonville days, like, yeah, I had probably some really bad days out there, but the whole experience itself was, was, it was meant to happen for a reason. It helped me get to where I needed to be now. And I think it just taught me, um, it sounds so cliche, but it's so true. Like if there's something that you've always wanted to do, you know, you'll get there if you really, if you really want to get there, if you really push yourself to get there. Um, so I feel like with all that said, like now, I think, I don't know what my goals are right now in LA. Uh, I think time will tell, but I can say whatever goals I had back then, like I, I'm a living testament of literally saying like, if you wanted to do something, you can d- totally do something. Just fucking do it. Yeah. Um, like you said, you'd be, by the way, I, I remember uh, you telling me when you were in Houston that LA was one of the goals. And then, um, I saw a post one day saying you, you moving out there. So I, it's, it's to everything you're saying. It's just you got to execute. You just got to get up and do it and let things fall where they may. But um, I'm sorry to interrupt, Joe. Oh, yeah, no, no, you're good. You're good. Yeah, no, I think that's that's a really good thing that you said, um, just like executing. Um, because like, I guess for me, I'm not really into the whole like uh, New Year's resolution type stuff. But um, definitely for me, like I'm kind of in that like stage where um, I'm really just trying to grow as much as I can as a person. And I feel like just kind of like challenging myself and just actually like doing things because I feel like I've always had like tons of ideas on like even just like for the podcast in general, like I've had ideas, stuff I want to do for the podcast, um, you know, people I want to interview an episode like this that I want to put together. And like it's ideas that I like sat on like all of last year and like just never even like made enough effort to actually make it happen and for me I'm just like no this year like I really just want to like do things like if something like comes to mind and I think it's a really good idea like I should find a way to do it instead of just sitting on it and like thinking oh this this has so much potential but then like I'm just you know sitting at home binging Netflix 
which I still do, but like, I'm also doing other things, you know, besides that. Um, so definitely uh, that part that you, um, that you mentioned is, is very relatable, I think for a lot of people. Um, I yeah, think it's I, something that a I, lot of people can take from. Sorry. <laughs> so it's like that's always that awkward pause dude yeah sorry, I, don't, I don't want i don't want to cut you off but i think it's 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 it like me personally i'm not a new year's resolution person either uh i've done them a couple times and i would say definitely one year that i did it like i knocked out a good amount that i wanted to do unintentionally um so i think it's it's good not even even if it's like the new year's resolution or just like goals i think it's it's a great form of you know, habit or like just of things that you know you want to at least accomplish. I think it's always going to have like some sort of list, even even if it's on your phone. And to add on, you're saying you know you may not be that type of person, but just start small. You know, like even even if it's like three things for the year, bro. Like it's just, I mean, that's like like what it's all coming down to. Like what we, what we've all agreed is like it's literally just executing. Even if it's just one thing, you know. But if you can do it, if you can check it off, like, hell yeah. Um, and I, I feel like with, with everyone here too, not necessarily New Year's resolutions list, uh, but I do have like goals that I want to write out and check off. Um, but sometimes I'm just not the best at checking it off, right? But there is like, you know, starting small, there's one thing I always have to do now and I've been doing it for the past like nine years. Um, and it's with DJing and I've, I've forced myself because I was like, you know, if I can't do, if I can't do all these things, I can do one thing. Um, and so in DJing, you know, I've told myself for the past nine years, I'm going to make one mix a year, one mix. And it's kind of grown into this series that I call the love trap that I started in college. And at then I didn't even plan to do it for this long, but it's really given me a purpose to like, again, if I can't do a, B, C, D, or E, at least I can do letter Z, you know? So, bro, just start small, man. Like, even if it's just, like, one thing, like, you know, at least you can execute that, right? For sure. What was it I was listening to? I don't know if it was another podcast. But it was saying how, because same thing, like, the resolution stuff, I kind of stepped away from, like, like, years ago. But, I like, goals, I think, should just be a daily thing, too, and there is one thing that I started doing a few years ago was more so like just kind of picking a word to be better at. And so like each year I would have like a word like, so last year, like my word was like alignment. And that was, I'll choose a word that really like tries to set the tone for my year. And, and then like this year, my word was just to, or phrase or word was to just be intentional. So that kind of just, I always come back to that to like, all right, what can I do? Or what do I what needs to be done so that I'm able to just carry out my life more in this way. And so, um, and then with, with goals or goal setting, if, if like a year, if it seems like it's overwhelming and there's all these things that you want to accomplish or, or, you know, things you seek out and want to do. Um, I think someone was saying they would break down the things that they want to do. And if like they couldn't, do it within a year, they would break it down to like three months, six months, I think nine months and a year. So it was just having a goal for like, what can I practically try to 
challenge for myself that I can accomplish in this bit of time. Okay, now what can I do in six months? What can I do? And I thought that was pretty cool or pretty interesting because it seemed more doable. So you could have a bigger goal within a year and then smaller, more attainable goals with a smaller time frame that you still had to work toward. And um, I, for myself, those are that's something I thought about more to try to do within this year of what can I like work towards and, and um, strive for that in case I don't make this big goal, like he said, like I can do at least this one small goal. And I think that that alone can um, can do a lot for you and, and uh, at least make you uh, kind of aim and try for something for, you know, uh, to better not just your life, but um, I guess just just to live in a way that's more more present and more engaging and more um, fulfilling. I don't know. I do have a question to kind of move this a little bit long more um, for all of you guys. But like, I think at some point we've all been in some kind of like, uh, like a creative funk or like had like creative block. Um, and so like, and I think JJ talked about it a little bit when he was in Jacksonville, like that definitely um, kind of stunted his creativity for a bit for, but for all three of y'all, um, like whenever you're in those types of situations, like what do you, think is necessary for you to be able to kind of move past that and to be able to get back to um, being able to be more creative and to be able to just kind of think more clearly. Um, is it is it something that like people, do you think that like people need to just kind of like really embrace that, you know, whatever they're going through and just kind of let it sit? Or is there like things that people just need to kind of like cut out of their lives? Like what, I guess, what are your experiences with that? I would say I know I'm gonna be good for these the the, the whole uh, show or the whole podcast these two part answers, but um, I would say uh, first to uh, never undervalue being in the funk, right? Or what they uh, for a writer they call it writer's block or having a creative creative block or whatever you want to call it. Man, if if you are having writer's block then I feel like the most practical thing to do would be to write about writer's block, right? You're not the only motherfucker that got writer's block, you know what I'm saying? And it's like someone going to be able to use this information to get out of their writer's block or be able to connect with the resonate or relate to um, that feeling, right? And so um, I think it's just in life, like there's been plenty of times and plenty of things that we've all been through to where it's like, man, this shit sucks, right? And it's just like seeing, taking, being able to, to elevate a little bit higher and overstand the situation and say, okay, but I'm able to draw this from that. Or I'm able to say that I've never had that happen before. Okay, let me, let me you know, really gain some insight on that. Or I've never met a, a person that pissed me off as much as this person pisses me off. Let me, let me, let me study that type of person because I'm going to meet them a couple more times in this life before it's over, right? And so... Um, it's really, really uh, uh, accepting the challenge of the funk, the creative funk, and being able to, um, again, the word used earlier is execute and produce regardless of that. And um, um, the second part of that being um, uh, going back to what you guys were just talking about as far as goals, um, I think it's important to, uh, I think it's important to delineate the, 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 uh, um, the ideas of, uh, of a vision and a goal. Right. Um, a lot of times people think that they're creating a goal when they're just creating uh, or and really in reality, they're creating a vision. Right. Vision being long term. 
and the goals being the thing that's going to satisfy or satiate or bring you towards that vision, right? So you got the vision and it's like, when you got the goals, when you're setting up your goals, it's like, why shoot from half court? You know what I'm saying? Like, like pull up, you know what I'm saying? Hit the jumper, lay it up, whatever it is, right? Like set really small achievable goals, um, get a rhythm, get your confidence, you know what I'm saying? And that's going to, um, I guess, propel you towards uh, whatever that vision that you set for yourself is and, and, and connecting that to the, to the last statement, it'll get you out of your writer's block. It'll get you out of your creative funk. If you're able to do things that you know how to do, that you know how to do well, that you're able to fall back on, that you're able to pick up and play, um, that's, that's a phone call away, uh, whatever it is, um, knowing what those things are and being able to set a goal and say, Friday night, I'm going to have some people over and this is the vision, right? That's just a week. Right. In order to satisfy that vision, I got to go to Kroger and buy this, this and this. I got to make a playlist. I got to clean up my place. I got to do this. I got to do that. Friday night, come and go. Uh, your peoples come through. They have a good time um, like you guys usually do. Um, it's a layup. Right. It's a jumper. They leave. You clean up. You wake up the next morning. You got your confidence back. Right. You had a goal. You had a vision. You executed. You got it done. Maybe now you put that towards your creative process or your creative work or your work life and say, now I got this. You got your confidence back. You got your, you know, I, I think that uh, to get out of your, your, your creative funk, um, I think you have to win <laughs> and you know how to win. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You put together a hundred wins before and just, just win. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't pull up from half court. Don't make it a, a, a situation. Don't sit in it. Don't, uh, um, Lay in it unless, like I said, you're trying to um, understand yourself or understand who you are, understand what's going on around you within that funk or within that season or that environment. But if not, if it's just something you're trying to move past, man, go ahead and win. For sure, yeah. I, I um, definitely agree with, like, the, the small, like, starting small. I think basically everyone has said that. Like, for me, some that, like, I used to never do was, like, make my bed. And I was telling somebody um, at the beginning of the year um, when I was just kind of like catching up with them and, and sharing with them just like stuff I've been going through. I was like, yeah, I'm in some, I was like, I'm just trying to do things that like I used to not do um, really try to like, cause I feel like if, if I can improve my life, like it's, it's got to start with, you know, some of like the small stuff um, because like at the time, like even like with just like this podcasting stuff, like the end of last year was really difficult on me. Um, and like, there are a lot of times where I just didn't feel very creative, like at all. And I felt like I was like really trying to force myself to like make something or come up with ideas and like nothing ever felt like really genuine. Um, it all kind of felt really forced. And that's part of why, like, we didn't have much going on at the end of last year than we had at the beginning of the year. And I, I felt like for me, like not feeling as creative, part of it was because like, there were just things that I wanted to improve on that were like more day to day for me. And so like, one of the things is like making my bed. And I was telling my friend this and he was like, yeah, it's crazy. I, like I read something that somebody um, said and they said something as simple as just making your bed. Like you've already achieved something in the morning. Like you actually did something. And like anytime that you like walk by your room and you see that your bed was made, you're, you just kind of remind yourself, hey, like I did that already. I've already done something today. So like that's something to like work off of. And I was like, yeah, like it seems like so like silly and like, so like, like, of course, like people should be able to do those things. But like, especially for me, like 
being able to like because like if the way that like this is set up right now like i it's like my wall like behind the laptop where i am is my bed and so i can see like my bed has been made and like just kind of looking at it like right now i'm just like yo man like i did that like thank god it's my bed's made because like if i was looking at it and it was all messy and stuff i'd be like i think that would kind of even like as recording right now it would distract me and i'd be like man like i really couldn't even do that today you know um but yeah, I, I like what, what you guys have said, like starting with small things and being able to just kind of like collect doves. I think it's like kind of, it's kind of like that, that motto, just being able to collect doves, just like small wins. Um, it'll eventually add up and, and get you to something even bigger, um, whether you know it or not. Um, does anybody have anything else? I think that's why people like tidying up or I've heard people like when you tidy up, I've read it's just that same feeling of making your bed or putting shit away and having a clean space it just makes you that much like you said um it does something to you and it makes you feel better it feels like you've accomplished something which then transcribes into carrying out other things so um that's something i've i've definitely tried to get better about even over the years too and just those little small habits all right so um Another kind of big topic, this might be the last big topic that I have, um, but just when it comes to like other people that you take inspiration from, um, do you guys want to share like people that inspire you? It could be like super famous people or people, you know, personally um, that, that you're able to look at and get a lot of inspiration from, whether it's, it could be somebody that's like in the type of space that you're in. It could be somebody from, or people from like totally different spaces. Um, and then there's a second part to it um, because I think sometimes like for me personally, sometimes like looking around too much um, can maybe cause you to compare yourself. And so how do you kind of like, how do you find like the, the balance of being able to like kind of see somebody else's art for what it is um, without comparing yourself too much to, to them? Uh, I would say when you were talking about people that inspire you, like, Man, I like right at the top, top, top of my head is I think of three things. Um, one of them is Steve Lacey, who is the guitarist, if not bass guitarist. I can't remember what instrument he plays uh, for the band called The Internet. And um, this was years. This is when I first heard about him. And he did a like a TED talk, uh, one of those TEDx talks. And... Um, which made me become an even b bigger believer of what I do day to day is um, he's basically talking about, you know, using the things that you have to create whatever it is. Like you don't have to have the nice equipment or whatever. You don't have to have the, the latest, whatever, just to make something. Um, and basically his story was, so he's part of his band called the internet um and they're affiliated with like odd future and um i mean personally one of my favorites in r&b uh but basically he didn't have the equipment to record his own stuff and he wanted to do a solo project so what he did all he had was an iphone and an iphone that had garage band and he had a little like pop filter and he literally learned how to make music and created his first EP, which was like five, six tracks, I think, um, on his iPhone. And it was so good that when he released it, you know, people like Kendrick were, were had heard about him, I want to say Thundercat, um, you know, just people found out about him. And that he said, I think one of the first times he was in a real 
um, like I worked with even like the best equipment was when he was working with Kendrick uh, on the album, on one of his albums. And so his takeaway was like, you know, you don't need the, you know, the newest and coolest, you know, shit just, uh, just to make a product. Like you can always use what you have. And I think I really took that to heart both in my DJ career and in my media, in my TV career. Um, DJing, you know, I never had two turntables. I never had a mixer. Um, and if you guys don't know about DJing gear, uh, what a lot of people have these days is just called controllers. And what controllers do is they literally replicate what I have behind me, two turntables and a mixer, but in this like all in one package. So it's typically cheaper, it's more accessible. Um, but, you know, I think whether you're a DJ or whatever, or just like, no matter what field that you're in, I think you're always gonna look at someone's product. And if you're familiar with the gear that they use or programs that they use, you're always gonna be somewhat judgmental on what they're using. Um, so, you know, I always knew with DJing, like, yeah, I always wanted a pair of turntables, um, but couldn't afford it. So I got a controller and I didn't get these turntables until last year. So like I had my DJ controller for, it lasted me like seven, maybe even eight years. But all I knew at the end of the day was even though I didn't have the greatest equipment, you could go into a room, you can listen to what I'm playing and it doesn't matter what this, I'm using. Right. If it sounds good, it's not, if you're having the time of your life while I'm DJing, I've done my job. Like, so, and when I first learned how to DJ too, I was using a, a program called virtual DJ, which is solely just on the laptop and you can have, you know, connections to use actual DJ equipment. But I was literally learning the virtual side of DJing, a digital side of DJing from using my space bar and arrows and hitting Q, like Q commands on my keyboard. Again, some of the things that I've made, old remixes and stuff, was on that program. And you would never know if I didn't tell you. Now, translate that to what I'm doing today in my job as a mobile video journalist. All the equipment I'm using is an iPhone, a GoPro. Um, um, you know, just I'm not using any pro-level equipment at all. Uh, and I've already had people come up to me and ask me at work or email me like, hey, what are you using? Like, it looks good. Then I tell them, like, I'm just using an iPhone. So that to me is true, like stamp of approval. Like you can literally use anything. You just, does it like, of course, like a pro camera is gonna look better, right? But that doesn't mean I can't make my iPhone camera look like a pro camera and I've already have, you know? So it's, these things are doable. And so, um, sorry, I know I went on like a crazy rant, but Steve Lacey is the one that inspires me because you know, like, yeah, you can literally just use anything that you want. And then to add on to that list of people, top of my head, uh, Recipes Virgil Abloh, because I think he paved the way for not necessarily, um, you know, just Black Americans or Black people, but generally in minorities in a space that is predominantly, you know, um, you know, uh, run by, uh, uh, what's the, Caucasians and Anglo-Saxons, you know, like, <laughs> like he's, he's, he was one of the first to do stuff, to do what he did, you know? Um, and then generally in my career, I would also say any, if not minority, specifically any Asian American in my industry, because 
we're very underrepresented and you know growing up especially if you're um whether you're a minority but specifically for me being a filipino you know if we weren't a nurse we we couldn't be anything but a nurse or or medical or business right like so when i came to my parents saying like i wanted to work in tv you know of course i got the typical like you shouldn't do that you're not going to make any money blah 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 but you know, here I am today saying like, yes, you can fucking do this, you know, half of what other people are saying. Like if you just stick to your craft, you'll get to where you need to be. So any person that is in the media industry, that is not only a minority, but specifically Asian American, like those are my inspirations. I think the question was, uh, who inspires us and, uh, there was a, there was a second part to that um, that I was I was I was trying to hold on to. Um, I'll answer the first the, the first being uh, um, who inspires us. I would say anyone who, um, as JJ was explaining, um, people who stick to their guns. You know what I'm saying? I don't care what you're doing or like what what's going on or like what it is uh, you're producing. Um, you know, people who just kind of decide like this is this is something that I'm I'm um, designating or that I'm uh, encircling as being uh, a value to me. You know, what I'm saying this this task, this hobby, this game, this uh, this skill set. Um, whether it's you, you know, you like to do things in your garden, or whether you like to DJ or make podcasts or take photos, and uh, people who. Uh, find a way to do it, uh, regardless of um, circumstance or season. You know, uh, those people inspire me. Um, it's, it's not really difficult for me to, to find inspiration. Um, I love design. I, I love. Uh, I think. I think the the sunset in the right way could just you know put me in a place where it's like, all right, well, if 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 the sky's gonna do that, then I gotta do something too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Like JJ was talking earlier, he mentioned the Goldstein, uh, the Goldstein home in LA, and I was on the back browser Google, and I was like, okay, now that that that's a a nice looking spot. I don't know if it's meant for me to live in one of those, but I got to do something and some, you know, something on that level to to you know party in one of these spaces one day. You know, I don't know what I'm aware of, who I'm gonna be with, but uh, it's happening. You know, and um, you know, just just. Life, there's inspiration everywhere, and um, as um, particularly people who are um, just waking up every day doing their best. Um, I think the second part of that question that you asked, now that's coming to me, was uh, comparison um, and comparing your work to others. I believe. Uh, my, my yeah, it's like finding finding a balance of just being able to appreciate somebody's like art or whatever they put out without like comparing yourself to it too much. Because obviously you want to like strive to be, you know, able to do things um, just like other people, especially if they're excelling, mm-hmm. but just like make kind of keeping yourself accountable uh, for, for not um, falling too much into a comparison. Um, I, I think I think comparison comes with commodifying, you know, um, when you make a commodity of of uh, your craft or your work or yourself and you're looking at the other person's work as a commodity, then that's when you, it's necessary to compare, to, to compare, right? Or to compete. Um, Cause it's a product now and there's a, there's a, you're determining that 
um, the value was attached to whatever, the dollar amount, the amount of attention or whatever it is, right? And so I think that when you ask yourself, um, another thing he said earlier, Jay was saying earlier, it was, um, you know, in relation to sales, I think that as creatives, you know, we kind of struggle with this, the selling ourselves. But um, there's a book that was written that you know, it was called To Be Human Is To Sell. And um, there's a couple of salespeople I listen to, Bradley, and there's a couple of uh, uh, people I follow online that are um, in that space. And um, you realize that you're, you're always selling yourself, right? You know, at a job interview, you're selling yourself. Um, as you uh, go around looking for apartments and, and you know, you sit with these, um, these leasing agents, you're selling yourself, right? Um, when you're interested in someone of the opposite sex and you're trying to get to know them, you're selling yourself. And so um, you're kind of always uh, uh, doing that. You're selling yourself. And um, I think it's important to um, know that the purpose of what it is you do um, or what it is you're selling to someone is to um, answer or have a solution for a problem, right? Just to echo them again, is, to, is to, to answer a question or to have a solution for a problem. And when I look at my work and I look at someone else's work and um, I ask myself, are we even trying to, to, to find the same solutions? Are we even trying to answer the same questions? And the, the answer is probably no right? They have their reason for what it is they do. And once you touch base with the reason for what it is you do, you're able to say, it's not even in the same, you know what I'm saying? Maybe we're using the same medium, yeah. using the same yeah. equipment. Maybe our, our work is put up in the same room, you know, yours on one wall, mine's on another. But um, we're not even answering the same questions. We're not even trying to find the same solution. So I can appreciate them for what they're doing and the, the, the parts of their lives or the parts of others' lives that they're trying to um, to represent or to find a solution for. And I can um, fall back into mine and understand that, did my work serve its purpose? Am I satiating or solving the questions or the problems that I sought out to solve? If the answer is yes, then I can live with that. Right. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything they both said too. And um, I think, I think that, especially with like social media and just, especially if you do the creative thing or, I mean, any job really, I guess, where you look at yourself and look at others and, um, and you like scroll or whatever and just knowing yourself and know like how you react to things. Um, for me, I think when I'm like making things or if I'm taking pictures for a show and I'm looking at people who've been in it like longer than me, I just kind of just always remember like, well, I'm not, I'm mean, like they're them, right? And these people have been doing it way longer or maybe they just started. It's like, it's really not my business. And if anything, it just, I've kind of just learned to train myself to, to really appreciate people's work and just have that motivate me and inspire me and just be like, oh, that's some cool shit. And like, I want to do something like that and just do it my way, right? And or maybe it's similar and it feels similar, but I'm not going to let it stop me from trying because we're all influenced. Even people before us were influenced by things and it all kind of just goes full circle. And so and there's nothing wrong with even doing the same thing. And just there being like options and just or just, you know, it doesn't mean people won't 
um, listen to it or watch it or consume it. And, um, I was also going to say, taking a step back with, I didn't get to answer your question earlier, but you were talking about a creative funk. And I was, I was kind of laughing because I, I've actually, since I really became or really d dived into my creativity and photography or whatever, I've actually never really felt like I was ever in a creative funk. Like I've, I'm always inspired by the things around me, the people around me. And if anything, my, my problem for myself was just not having the time or the, the resources to carry out and execute all the things that I wanted to do. And if, if anything, I was like, man, I got too many ideas, like too many things I wanna do, you know? And not all of them would, would manifest in the way that I want, but it's like literally in my phone or in my head, I'm like, da, 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 like I wanna do it all. And like, um, I, I guess though, like in terms of people, not just the, the authors or the photographers, the content creators, the, the movies, the music, the artists, whatever, um, just everyday people I come across, whether they're um, even like you guys too. And I've had individual conversations where we sat down or we've created together or we work together in some form or fashion. And I'll look at you guys and like, even you doing this podcast and and even JJ does the music thing and like with, with you and his um, previous recordings or his book that he made in the books he's made in the past, it just makes me want to go after it myself in my way. And, and we all have a story to tell. We all have our way of doing things. And um, I've just kind of learned to like appreciate what I see in front of me and just have that, like I said, just just kind of enjoy it for what it is, respect the the person's, cause that's their story. That's their work. That's their mm -hmm. experience. And like, and I think that I, who am I to like compare who, like what I'm doing, what I'm trying to do to what they're doing and just like enjoy it for what it is and like celebrate those people. And, and, and I've been fortunate enough and lucky enough to, to have that also reciprocated back to me. And, and so, um, I, I'm, I mean, yeah, like I look at little things and I think it's funny when you was talking about the sun, cause it's like, yo, like light, especially natural light or the right song. And just, you know, when you're driving, it's just it, the right coffee, the right, um sweater is just you know those little things can just really do something for you or for me and just be like man like it just can turn your day around or um really just inspire and motivate me to want to do some shit and and uh i think that's just learning how to like see the world and just um appreciate the little things and be in a state of gratitude all the time for like the things you have the the people you have around you and and um, just to learn and to enjoy that and make the most of it. And um, and I, I won't say like artists because I feel like there's just too many, but I, I'll at least say like, I think like these three guys here, I've definitely been um, influenced by, inspired by and continue to just like cheer and like be like, yo, do your thing. And it, it's really cool to be a part of even with this, this podcast and just, um, to sit down and hear them, hear everyone talk and share and, and know like everyone's history too. And just know like, oh yeah, I remember that. And, and to be a part of that is just really exciting. And um, uh, yeah, I don't know, I just, there's it's never enough. Like I'm always just like, I'm always inspired by every little thing around me and the people around me. And um, I think that's what uh, kind of carries me, so. I'm just grateful to, to, to be here talking with y'all. 
So, I mean, I, I think what's important, and I think I still have a lot to learn, but I think one thing that's really worked for me is, yeah, it's like, I think you're always naturally going to compare yourself to others. Like we're human, right? No matter what you're doing, you're always going to compare yourself to this person or that person, or even this group to that group, whatever. But I, I, what, what I feel like has helped me grow and helped me one, not even pay attention to, to that, like about comparing myself to others is literally just like staying in your own lane. I, and I think uh, for me personally, when I've just, I think I've experienced this mostly in, in DJing. Um, like I've literally felt like I've built my own brand um, just by myself, you know, um, and I've gotten some of the gigs that I've always wanted to get by myself. And I think it's just, uh, it's great to to work with people. It's great to collaborate with people. Um, you know, unfortunately, sometimes egos get in the way, but generally I think if you kind of tune what tune out what's happening around you and just kind of like dial in and just stay in your own lane. I think when shit's going to happen, you know, eventually, you know, um, and I think it just like brings out the best in you and the product that you're trying to deliver. Um, fortunately for me and with DJing, like staying in my own lane has also, um, presented a lot of opportunities where I feel like, you know, people that I've talked to, you know, they don't necessarily stay in their own lane. They get into other things and, you know, that didn't work out for them, you know? So, um, I think it's just really being able to stay, you know, focused in whatever you're doing and just like staying in your, making your own cut. And I think that's, that's, that's worked for me. And I think it, it can work for a lot of people as well. I, I think it's kind of funny, right? It's kind of funny when you really start talking to other people in your space or in your field mm-hmm. or uh, that, that practice the same things you practice. Um, just how, you know, just to say like, you know, to tech on, it's like playing your own game, right? Just play your own game. And it's, it's, it's so interesting to see how different the person um, next to you is going about handling their own shit and, and the direction they're going in, and they're, like, right next to you doing some of the similar same things, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Using the same equipment and the same – y'all on the same map, y'all follow each other, y'all, you yeah. know, y'all shared, y'all shared gigs and shared spaces before. When you really sit and talk to them, where they came from and where they're going is completely just, like, you know, on some – you know, it's it, – it's, it's, you, you couldn't predict it, right? Because yeah. you're so, and I, I think proximity kind of just creates competition. It creates um, comparison. Um, but once you realize, and once you're speaking to others, or once you're, you know, you're actually talking, there's, there's really not much to, you, you realize you can only lend um, your talents and your energy to one another for, for, the, for the, the greater benefit, right? To, to move forward or to do the thing. And so I think communication is important. Um, when you find out that, you know, when you find yourself um, um, comparing yourself to others or when you find yourself comparing, you know, I would say with, with the miracle of technology, you could even DM somebody and say like, yo, hey, um, just wondering how you did this or where you did this or where you found the information for this or that. And 
it, it could help you to see that, man, this person is just really just playing their own game. I think it's so funny that you talk about that because, you know, I think being in the pandemic as well, you know, like you, some people felt less connected in terms of, you know, relationships and people, you know, because, you know, you don't really, when lockdown happened, you didn't really get to see a lot of people. Um, and so I think we're, I used to always think, you know, sending DMs or following somebody that you don't know, like was always kind of weird. And in my personal opinion, I mean, to an extent, it can be weird for sure. But I feel like what technology has given us is the opportunity to always connect and always communicate with people. So even that small message of like someone that you like look up to, even sending them a DM, like no matter how big or small of an artist or whatever they are, you know, like that can be like the littlest like difference that it makes you know sometimes though like for real like because i'll dm people all the time especially on ig and it's just led to some just really great friendships relationships whether it's uh networking or just even true friendships now and and what that's led up to to that surrounding to like surrounding me today wouldn't even be possible without instagram or dms like for real and um yeah, no, there's definitely a lot you can utilize through uh, just reaching out to people and you, you'll be surprised. People will surprise you. I mean, obviously, it's not always like people won't always always help you out or even respond. But more often than not, at least in my experience, uh, a lot of people often do and they appreciate it. And um, it comes back and goes back around too. All right. So I think we're going to be getting a little close to wrapping up. Um Something, but before we close this, um, something that at least for our normal um, podcast episodes, there there's like a few certain things that um, we usually talk about. So obviously, we are the Large Guys Podcast. Um, part of the name comes from the fact that all of us love food, and um, sometimes, and it's not just that we love food, but we love it so much that sometimes portion control is is not a thing. You know, like sometimes you got to go back for that second, third sometimes even fourth plate, depending on how, you know, how much it hits. Um, but we definitely like to talk about food. We like to talk about music a lot. And we also like to talk about TV shows. And so um, before we close this, I want to hear from you guys. I, I want to give you guys an opportunity to just put people on. Anybody who's listening to this right now, just for you guys to put them onto something that maybe they've um, never like thought about, like listened to, seen or tried um, before. So like, Three things. It doesn't have to be all three. It could just be one of the three or two or whatever. But when it comes to like a food spot, maybe music that you're listening to right now, or maybe a show that you're watching right now, um, just put people on right now, like something that um, you think people would really enjoy um, consuming in some type of way. I'm going to go grab my phone so I can just look at my web browser and see what I'm I'm literally looking at well. like, All right, like, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely give y'all time. But I'm just <laughs> with someone. I was watching her um, before we, we began. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll start while they go through their phone. Um, so I'm, I've, I mean, she's just one of many, 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 many. I mean, between the even just me, the three of us, and even Joe too, like these two guys are like Chu and, and JJ are two guys of two of five people, I'll say that, who's like 
as much music as I listen to, I think they listen to as if not equal, if not more. And so that's yeah. a lot of music. And so across the board, like doesn't matter what genre. So um, I think for me, I've been more on like a Thames vibe lately. So I really like her uh, work and um, in terms of music and then um, food spots. I mean, I'm li- I live like near the city within the city um, in Houston. And so um, a place that I've been going to a lot more frequently and more consistently has been Empire Cafe, which has been around for years, but I'm really learning to enjoy going there at nighttime. And um, I've gotten cooler with the staff there too. And there's this one chick, shout out to May, because she makes not only like some of the best lattes, but her playlist on Spotify is A1. Like I just got it from her the other night. And it's just like hit after hit. Like it's not even mainstream music. It's just like music that I thought I put together, like a playlist I thought I put together. (laughs) And so um, shout out to her at Empire Cafe, great food, great scene, great vibes, uh, great drinks. if you're ever visiting Houston, definitely uh, go through there. Um, and then, uh, what was the other one? Shows. Oh, shows. Um, hmm. What have I? Um, I recently watched. I'm just going off of what I um, watched lately. Um, I watched season two of Love Life. I thought that was pretty good. Um, it has, um, forgot the name of the guy. He was like on, William Jackson is the actor. And he was, uh, I guess he played a main role in The Good Place. Um, oh, cool. That was a pretty good season. Um, and then, can't think of anything else. Oh, I guess on Mar- I, I finally caught up. I mean, I was late, but I finally watched um, like some of the more Marvel TV shows. And I think you probably even talked about it in your podcast probably but like I really enjoyed Loki I didn't think I'd like it and um Loki and Hawkeye I kind of liked Loki a little bit more than I thought I would okay that's about it for me and then I've just kind of been re-watching the walk- earlier seasons of The Walking Dead <laughs> nice uh, yeah what about uh JJ or you whoever um right off the top of my head TV show that you have to watch if you haven't heard of it, because um, I still can't believe that it's over. But uh, HBO's Insecure uh, with Issa Rae, um, and it like it had five seasons. It just ended, but I literally grew with the show uh, five years ago, and I want to say that in the story, like when the show started. I was the same age, like 25, 26, like basically late 20s going into your 30s. And so being able to grow with the show, like it's just, I've been every character in that show at least once. You know, I've, it's just so relatable, all the things I talk about, whether it's being our age, like late 20s going into our 30s, finding ourselves, like finding our careers in that, in that uh, time, as well as like, being a minority in America and just like everything. It just hits the nail. It's just such a relatable show. So I highly suggest that. And it has an awesome soundtrack for the past five seasons. It's put me on to so much more music. Um, so definitely check that out. Um, I, I, I would I'm say music. Yeah, you have to, bro. It's, 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 it's <laughs> solid. And now I'm like, Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, now that I live in LA, because it t- takes place in LA, 
I'm like literally trying to hit up all the local places that it's featured on the show. So I'm, I'm making a list, but uh, so that's a show insecure. Um, I can't really think of anything music wise lately, uh, but a person I've been dying to see in concert who has had his concert rescheduled twice for me is a guy named Benny sings. Uh, and he's worked, he's starting to work with a lot more, I think American artists, but I mean, I, I just have this, I don't, I, obsession, it would be a little too much, but I just have this fascination with white people singing like very soulful music. And I just like, like for instance, like Alan Stone, exactly yeah. like Alan Stone I, and or HTX box. <laughs> And, and and or not necessarily singing white people sing soul but are just like people that look like that they don't necessarily can sing but just blow you away you know? like Alistair. <laughs> exactly so benny sings is, to me is a, another similar kind of guy he just looks looks like this hipster dutch guy um and he's got like a kind of like heavier accent but when you hear his music it's like yo this is tight like it's like like Kind of, kind of soulful, kind of funky. Like, so I definitely uh, recommend Benny sings and something to eat. I couldn't think of anything like that, y'all. That everyone would have access to. But I was trying to think of like specific things, and I Even have to LA, give a shout. Cool. Yeah, well, I have to give a. If you've never done this before, I have to give a shout out to my girlfriend who's like right in front of me feeding the dogs. But she was the one that put me on pizza with hot honey when we first started dating and I never had pizza with hot honey ever. Awesome. Um, I feel like I've accidentally done that. I've actually put honey on pizza. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. fire. Like, and, well, like honey's cool, but it's gotta be like hot honey. Like, hot honey. Okay. Like steaming. I'll try that. Yeah. I'll try that. that. I would eat that right now. So a place good. that has it is, um, uh, was it mod mod pizza? Like you mod. go to mod pizza, you can get okay, hot, cool. hot honey on the side yeah fire okay that's perfect there's a mod pizza near my apartment <laughs> yeah so try i think they have mike's hot honey if that's like a certain brand of hot honey but yeah chef's kiss okay it's a good recommendation and you got me i'm not even gonna lie i was trying to think what i was talking <laughs> like, Yo, damn, I was, hot honey i was trying to pull anything i was like man i don't got shit to say hey um so I don't even have a TV. So I don't watch like like I'll I'll like use my laptop to like watch games or like if something like interesting's on that I want to catch or something like that. But um, I don't know that I have a show to what about, like. I and I was gonna I was thinking that too. I was like in my mind I was like you don't watch TV shows. But um, <laughs> I mean even like I guess I would I would say something you even a, a film or just something you've seen that was recently whether or an interview or. Um, a film yeah, sure. like worth watching, I guess. Okay, I got one. I got one. I got one. Um, so there's this thing I'm making, right? And um, I, I want to have it done by June, right? So earlier, uh, when we was before we was on on recording and all that, JJ pointed to a piece that uh Robin made above his um his uh desk space, right? Huh? So I'm at my shorty's place and I see oh. she had like a painting over her desk space, right? And so um. I was like, you know what I want to do? I want to take some of the information, um, just kind of going back to what I was talking about earlier. I'm um, just kind of just moving through life and, you know, writing and taking photos. 
I want to take some of the information that I've learned recently and um, make a chart. I'm calling it the true chart, right? And um, I want it to be for uh, office spaces and for restrooms, right? I want to give some people something. Yeah, and they just kind of like, like on the wall in front of them is this chart, right? Or like over the office space when they kind of like uh, uh, drifting or, or hopefully not being distracted for too long. But um, it's kind of give them something to ponder on. And um, I'm calling it the true chart. I've been reading um, and uh, listening a lot to uh, Robert Greene. Uh, How do I know that name? Yeah, he, he's made Mastery. He's made uh, 48 Laws of Power. Yes, there um, we go. Laws of Human Nature. He did a he did an episode with uh, Jay Shetty. Yeah, yeah. Last um, name S-H-E-T-T-Y. I think it's a really good interview. Um, he's on. He's been on a uh, um, a press run lately, just kind of promoting some of his uh, his books. And um, I think uh, some of those interviews, including the one with Jay Shetty, is definitely worthwhile. Um, also in podcast form, if you don't want to support, like on your actual laptop. So I said, I've just been listening to like a lot of old school, a lot of uh, Al Green, a lot of oldies lately. Um, come home, get in my groove. And maybe I don't have something new to share as far as music um, goes, but uh, um, I do come home. And one of my ways of uh, kind of relaxing, uh, unloading is I put on one of, um, my haptic devices and um, this one is called a wooja strap and you kind of wear it like around your waist or <laughs> no, I've legit I Trader Joe's like with this like under my sweatshirt I love because when you the way you're holding it I, I thought two things one it looked like a giant watch and that's then, what I thought too <laughs> and then it also looked like um, a small mini wrestling belt that's also what I thought. I literally thought I was like, "Oh, is that a title belt?" Like, <laughs> uh, sick, uh, sick, sick title, title belt, bro. That's great, like I, a title I, belt. I won the day, right? <laughs> so I come home and put on my title belt. But no, um, <laughs> it's like a music tens unit. I'm laughing. Yeah, it's like it's like a haptic device, and so like what happens is you put you plug it in, you put it on you, and um, you connect it to your to your phone or whatever you play music from. It actually sends the bass and percussion to the to the strap. That's so you got a smaller version of your bed. Yeah, so that, yeah, this is the bigger version that she's referring to. This is uh, called. <laughs> no, that's that's the real championship belt. The there championship you go, best. Yeah. Championship, <laughs> championship best. <laughs> yeah. I really got to do well that day to earn that one. But um, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, whatever's on is I put it on and I kind of just tidy up or cook cook dinner or whatever needs to be done in um, one of those and. Um, that's kind of just where music has been for me lately. Uh, I think the last one was food. Food and then podcast. Yeah, we just added po food, uh, podcast. <laughs> to add podcast? Yeah. Yeah. What wrong. podcast have I been listening to is what you asked me? Yeah. That you, would, you think people would enjoy. Uh, let me see. Besides the Large Guys podcast. Besides the Large Guys podcast. Um... <laughs> Don't worry, I'll, I'll I'll plug all of that at the end. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you worry about that. No, um, podcasts and shows. Let's see. I'll tell you guys what I'm going to send to you. <sighs> this is terrible, man. James <laughs> Allen lectures. <laughs> <laughs> James Allen lectures. Um, James Allen lectures. Lectures. There are these guys called the roommates. They're Houston based. Oh, cool. Um. They, they make really good podcast shows. 
Um, there's this guy, his name is Habito Inspirador. I think I'm pronouncing it right, but he pretty much posts audio books. Um, there's another one that I'll plug and he does really good breakdown, uh, breakdowns of, um, it's called Insight and Perspectives with a guy named Joseph Rodriguez. He does really good um, reviews of books as well. And so, yeah, music and dancing and reading is really just all that happens in my place. And so, yeah. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts and I feel like I should. I've also been saying this for like a couple of years, but I feel like if there is a podcast I do go out of my way to listen to, uh, one of them is definitely the uh it's called the daily or something with the new york times yeah yeah so i mean like i i'm not an avid news watcher though i am watching a lot more news since i've been here just because i work now work in news um but i think it's just like a pretty cool wrap-up of um of them informing you like literally what's going on like just um and but other than that the other podcast-ish thing that I listen to habitually uh, and it's not an actual podcast but they describe it as an internet radio show on Apple Music. Uh, it's uh, Time Crisis with Ezra Koenig who is the lead oh, yeah. singer of Vampire Weekend and he's had this show on Apple Music uh, for I don't know maybe like four years now and they they do end up talking about a lot of random stuff though but it's it's pretty cool. So basically, they'll talk about ran random things. And one of the recurring segments that they have is called like food, fast food corporate history, like just random, just random history about fast food or whatever chains or whatever. Um, and then, or it'll be something that you know something current. And then basically, what they do it's called time crisis because they take what they're talking about. Um, so they'll, they'll take the year of whatever topic that they're talking about. They'll compare that year's um, top five songs on Apple Music, uh, the current top five songs on Apple Music to that year's of the topic that they were talking oh, about. Cool. Top five songs on Billboard. So you kind of compare what was like, what was popping then to what's popping now. So I, that's definitely a, uh, a show I would put people on. Oh, another thing I would add to music is that I... For the weekend's newest album, I listened to the the Chopped and Screwed version. <laughs> Candles, shouts out Candlestick. Yeah, that one was pretty good. That's a good dude out of Houston. I listened to that one last night. That was a good time. His last one was good. I haven't listened to his uh his recent After one. Hours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah. it. Yeah. I I think I don't know if I like. I feel like I still like After Hours a little bit more, but I, I definitely was satisfied enough with this recent one too but um yeah chopped and screwed version if you know you know um and then i would say for podcasts for me there's a few there's quite a few that i like um i have like literally like a whole list that i usually send people when they ask me but three i would say so one um small doses with amanda seals who is on one of jj's favorite shows insecure and then um unlocking us with Brene brown another one of my favorite correct uh, creatives and people, um, the Gary V audio experience, um, arm, armchair expert with Dax Shepard. And then another one that's been really, uh, been really life-giving for me is a solo, which is, uh, with Peter McGraw and it's, uh, the single person's guide to a remarkable life. And that one's really great. 
Nice. All right. Um, anybody else before we wrap up? Well, you, right? Oh, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll go. I'll go, I'll go. Um, Let me hear yours. <laughs> Uh, for me, I'll start with food, uh, a place that I discovered, I want to say last summer in Dallas, this place called, because I love chicken tenders. Um, so like, obviously my go-tos, I'm always like, there's a Cane's like down the street. And then the opposite way, there's, um, what's it called? There's a golden chick. So like, I'm always eating a lot of, <laughs> I mean, golden a lot trick. of, I mean, a lot of uh, chicken tenders these days, but there's a place in Dallas I discovered um last summer called streets fine chicken and they have some of like the juiciest chicken tenders i've ever like had um and it's it's one of those things where like if you're cool with just paying a little bit extra for for your chicken tenders then i was just going there they also have this (laughs) they also have this uh peri peri sauce that you can dip into it i've never heard of what peri peri sauce ever was until i got there and then they also have this brie mac and cheese that is pretty crazy uh, i'm not gonna lie it's it's pretty the, crazy the joy on your face said <laughs> it's just like as as i'm just saying it i'm like reliving the first time i tasted it and i can just like i can just i can just feel the experience once again but it's definitely one of those places that like i've been wanting to take people to um that they've never been to it and it's it's kind of like a newer place i think in dallas if you're from Dallas, it's off Forest Lane and Dallas North Tollway, if you know what that is. Um, in terms of music, I haven't really, I've, it's weird. Like I, I'll like listen to like a certain artist and then just let Spotify like do the suggestions on like similar art artists. So like I've probably listened to a ton of artists recently, but um, there's a guy that when I, the last Alan Stone show I went to in 20, 2020, right before the lockdown, um, for the building balance tour I think it was yeah it was that it was that show Sam Henshaw he's from uh, London he opened for him and that was the first time I'd ever l- listened to him and basically like every Sunday morning um, for like the last few months I listened to Sam Henshaw because it's just the type of vibe that I I like um, so definitely if you've never heard of or listened to any of Sam Henshaw I would I would recommend him and then TV shows um Ozark just came out with part one of season four and if you've listened to if you know anything about our podcast we've done like season reviews for Ozark and like okay uh I was gonna okay I've never seen the show right and I contemplating starting it and I I recently like saw this meme that just made me laugh because people were saying (laughs) it was like I don't know if you saw it it was literally like yesterday I think they're saying um I bet you, I bet you, you try to watch Ozark and you can't not fall asleep lying in bed or something because I, I guess it's like, and then someone said watching Ozark is like trying to watch Belly and they're just saying that it's just <laughs> the way it's shot, <laughs> everything is so dark and you just, yeah, <laughs> it's hard to, some, like multiple people in the comments, like there was a consistent, um, consistent um experience of people saying yo i've been watching the same episode for for three months (laughs) or like i've been watching the same season for two years i can never finish because it's just it's just so dark i guess it it, i guess um because it's just so dark in the way that it was filmed Mm -hmm. uh, i I haven't seen the sun in four months i mean (laughs) four seasons in this show 
And I was no, like, for real. man, it must be, I mean, it's still going and people watch it, but I just, I started laughing. Yeah. I don't know if I can start it. Yeah. If, if you're into like suspense and if you're into like money laundering or anything that's about like the cartel, it has both. Um, I, I would say like, I've never seen it, but if you're into Breaking Bad and you really like Breaking Bad. But um, how, if, how do you watch it? Cause people are like, yo, I got to watch this shit standing up. Ozark? <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, for me, it's because I'll be honest, like we were talking about it because we have a group chat with the guys on the on the podcast and um, only Daryl was the last one to finish it. Um, and he finished it today. And I told him right before the last episode, uh, episode seven of this this first part, I was like, Daryl, you're going to want to like walk around for a bit. You might want to get like a, a drink of water and whatever, because like, <laughs> like when you sit down for episode seven, there's going to be a lot of chaos and it's just going to like smack you in the face and you're just basically going to be stressed for like 55 minutes straight. Like there isn't a single minute where you're not stressed. Um, for me, I love that stuff. Like I, I'm into this, like all, all like there's so much like stressful shows where I just like peacefully enjoy it. Like squid games. I'll be honest. Like people told me before I watched it, like, Oh, the violence is too much or blah, blah. blah. It's, it's too much. For me, I enjoyed it, man. It was, it was, it was, for me, that was a pretty light watch. I'll be honest. Um, maybe it's because I just watch a bunch of messed up stuff. Um, but, and so I'm just kind of like, I'm kind of like desensitized to it or whatever. But like for me, Ozark is a, it's very stressful, but I love the thrill for me. And if you like being like on the edge of your seat, then you're going to like that. Plus, it's a very like, like I said, like the whole money, money laundering game, like it's very like, um strategic and cerebral and the way they wrote the show like jason bateman is on like a different level for sure um but yeah th- those are those are my recommendations did you say a, did you say a podcast podcast see that's the thing i don't really listen to a ton of podcasts honestly like and it's nothing because you guys <laughs> when y'all were giving your suggestions it's like a lot of stuff that's like really good like life advice or very informative for me <sighs> I don't really like, I listen to like a lot of wrestling podcasts. <laughs> um, when it comes to the podcast stuff, like I need something that, cause I usually listen to podcasts while I'm working. And so I just need something to like, really like kind of distract me from like how stressed I might be. So I listen to a lot of like lighthearted stuff. So I listen to like Megan Batoon's podcast has become a lot more serious than it has in the past. But like, I like listening to her cause she's hilarious. I listen to like Tim Chonaroxu's podcast the former Timothy De La Ghetto. I listen to his stuff a lot, um, stuff like that. Just a lot of like more comedy or like, like lighthearted stuff for me when it comes to the podcast. To balance out all the dark, stressful stuff. You yeah, basically, yeah. So like, yeah, definitely. It's a good balance. Um, gotcha. All right. But yeah, uh, so that, that'll, that'll wrap up um, this show, um, this episode. I just want to say a big thank you to all of you guys. Um, just wanted to echo something that Robin said for me, like when I look at the three of you um, here on the show and just thinking about the possibility of bring, being able to bring everybody together. I got really excited because I'm the youngest out of the four of us here. And I'm like, I'm not trying to like age you guys, but I'm like, oh, like a, a good, there, there's a good age gap. But to, to the point where the yeah, point that I'm getting to, <laughs> the, the, the point that I'm getting to is that like for me at, at a young age, like I, I first met you guys through one of my siblings. Actually, probably only through Kate. 
Um, but uh, being able to grow up and see you guys and kind of find inspiration from all of you guys and the different journeys that you've taken, the different creative spaces that you guys are in now. Um, it's It's been really awesome to see. And for me, like I am just constantly inspired um, by everything that you guys do. Um, and and it's it's just really cool to be able to to put this together and I'm going to have a lot of fun editing this and watching this back before it goes live. Um, so I just, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate you guys. Um, when it comes to, I guess, one more recommendation, as I said, I'm going to plug my own stuff at the end here. But if, uh, if you're new to this show and um, you like what you heard, there's uh, a lot going on, on, on our podcast, the large guys podcast. Of course, we'd really appreciate you guys. If you could just, uh, you know, give us a like, maybe a, a sub on YouTube. Um, we're big on that. Um, we're also on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're all over social media at Large Guys Pod on Instagram, Twitter. Um, that's really it. We're not on Facebook. And for those who keep asking us, that's just not our demographic. So please stop asking us about Facebook. We're not going to do it. Um, but yeah, uh, if if you like what you heard here, we I said like we have a lot of stuff going on. We technically have like three different types of shows. Um, we have our main show, the Large Guys Podcast, which you can catch with our usual co-hosts. Um, pal kyle and daryl whenever we are able to find time to all be together but a lot of times we talk about basically a bunch of random stuff it's basically like if you were just to come over on a saturday night and chill with the guys um it's basically those types of conversations except we record it for people to hear so we talk a lot about food we talk we do a lot of like marvel stuff reviews on those we'll talk about music anything pop culture related talk about sports Whatever, you, whatever it is to talk about, you name it, we talk about it. Um, we also have, for those who are really into their faith, especially the Catholic faith, um, I have a show called Faith by Works that I interview a lot of my Catholic friends. We just talk about their faith journeys. And the last thing we do is um, I'm also big into like MMA and wrestling, all that stuff. So we have the Large Guys Fight Bites, where we either review, preview, big like UFC pay-per-views, wrestling stuff, whatever it is. Um, there's a little bit of everything for, for somebody, depending on what you're into. Um, now that I'm done plugging all my stuff, do you guys want to plug anything social media related that you want people to follow or not? <laughs> she I mean, said, we, she said we can just end it here too. It's fine. <laughs> go, go no, Robs. I, I just, I appreciate you for, for really putting it together. I, I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh man, between our schedules and JJ in another state. I mean, you made it happen and I'm so proud to see like, like you said too, you, we've known you, you know, especially me and JJ have known you for a really long time and, and to see where you are now, just like you said, like even hosting us and being consistent in, in what you've been doing and, and just watching from a distance, super proud and, and just keep doing your thing and keep learning and keep getting better and just enjoy it too and just have fun with it and um, your, your future self will, will definitely thank, uh, you'll thank yourself in the future, like looking back on the stuff you've made and, and the things you did. So um, yeah. We appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Yeah, dude. Um, very proud of what you're doing here, man. And uh, thanks for having us, dude. Like, glad I could be a part of this. I think it is cool too that you know you got all four of us together, you know, all all of us together in, in one virtual room. So I think it's pretty cool. And leaving away with uh with takeaways, it's just great hearing not only people that I grew up with. But like, you know, as we're getting older, just like maturing into whoever we're becoming. And I think it's really, really awesome to see. Um, but other than that, uh, Joe, thanks for having having me. Um, I don't 
think I have anything going on. If anybody needs a DJ in LA, I mean, I'm hey, looking for bookings. So sure. hit me up. DJs um, I trust. <laughs> so, uh, but if you want to follow me on social media, I got two socials to, uh, <clears throat> not because I'm popping, but more so to separate my work from my personal life. So, also because uh, he's popping, though. He's also popping. <laughs> uh, but uh, my, uh, if you want to see what I'm doing in TV land, uh, my social is uh, JJ Zavala, Z-A-V-A-L-L-A-T-V. I post a lot of all the content that I'm doing at ABC, as well as just any media projects that I'm working on. And then uh, all my DJ stuff and me, if you want to know who I am personally, I also post a bunch of stupid stuff on my story. Uh, just search on Instagram, DJ Squared, if not uh, Barrick Babala, B-E-R-I-C-B-A-B-A-L-L-A, which is a play on my real name, Jarek Zavala, and I can tell you that story some other time. But uh, <laughs> find me on there. I, I post um, when, when when my gigs are coming uh, coming up. I do have a – I'll be in Austin, I believe. If you're in the Austin, Texas area, I will be DJing in Austin the weekend of uh, the – the, I think I'm DJing the 20th, that's a Sunday, at the Lucky Duck. Um, so if you're in Austin, say what's up. And then I'll also be, another upcoming date that I have is going to be uh, San Francisco. I'll be DJing in San Francisco at two places, um, second weekend of March. So just follow me on Instagram and, you know, you'll figure out when I'll hopefully be in a city, city playing for y'all. If you ask nice, he might send you some of his mixes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Looking forward to another uh, love chat or something. I don't. I, I really don't have too much to plug right now. Um, as far as social media goes, I've you know kind of decided to stay away from it as until I'm ready to start rolling out new work. Um, my Instagram is chubby navy blue. Um, my my email um, distribution list. You can reach out to me. You can DM me and I'll add you to my uh, distribution list where I kind of just give them, you know, behind the scenes or a uh, more detailed perspective on um, some of my work or some of the things that I've uh, been doing in my personal life regarding my work. Um, yeah, I, I don't think that I, I'm going to have the, uh, the rollout for my chart starting until maybe when the weather starts getting warmer, February, March, April, around then. So look out for that, the two chart. Um, yeah, I, I think that this, uh, this little sit down, this little panel, this little interview and, and podcast episode was definitely a win. Um, it was definitely a dub and um, hopefully uh, just a small one to uh, contribute to the totality of this week and this month and, and this year. So, now I gotta find what his handle. All right. Yeah, what? No, I was like, I, I was like, oh man, he said his. I was like, I guess I gotta say mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my Instagram is at Robin R O B U I N Swazon, which is my last name to you A Z O N, which I'm sure Joe will drop all our info. But um, I'm mostly active on there, and then within my bio, you'll see all my other like my other uh, my other IG pages, which focus on different um uh genres i guess are different aspects within my creative space um whether it's vintage or a series i, ha I had started a couple of years ago and just other things in film too so um but yeah you can reach me there um and check that out but other than that definitely uh 
follow the large guys and support and share. And um, yeah, definitely a dub. So uh, excited to be part of it and can't wait to uh, see the playback. So. For Miguel. sure, yeah. For Peace sure, out. we appreciate you guys so much for, for joining us. Like, oh my gosh, this thing keeps... Oh, <laughs> I don't know what's going on back here, but there's something going on. It might be uh, some scary, spooky going on. Spooky. I don't know what it is. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding, y'all. Like, please, please. No. <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, again, just appreciate you guys. For anyone who's listening, please stick with us. Uh, we appreciate the love and support. Um, be on the lookout for more stuff coming up um, on our, our YouTube and our uh, audio uh, platforms. Um, until next time, we'll see you guys. Peace out and God bless to everybody. Cheers. Peace.